Welcome everybody to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host, Kev Lowe, and today I had Vidal on the podcast. Vidal is from Nice Beard Care. He's a local Minnesotan company. Uh, he sells beard oils, beard care products, and overall, it's a really, really cool company. We kind of get into what it means and what their mission statement is and why they are who they are. But before I get into anything, here's some personal updates. Um, sorry for being gone for so long. I didn't release an podcast episode for literally 30 days. Um, I basically the whole month of March, I released one on the first and then didn't release anything. I was going through some struggles with the, uh, I have a new software system that I use. I had to learn a whole new video program and you know, I'm, I'm encountering some struggles. So I didn't feel like anything was good enough for you guys until this conversation. Um, even my audio kind of lacked in this episode and I do apologize. I had some struggles there, but no longer will there be struggles with that moving forward as I've figured it out. Um, with this episode in general, um, it was super, super great conversation. That's why I wanted to add it in here, even though, again, it was Zoom audio and I did my best to edit it. This conversation is worth the wait. Um, also, I am moving to Kentucky to be full time in this music industry. So for those who don't know, a lot of people in the music industry have to do half of a part time job and then half of another job. And I'm finally quitting that other half to be able to move to Kentucky where my boss is to where the home base is for the company and be able to do this full time. So I'm super, super excited to be able to do that sometime this fall slash, you know, winter uh, around there. So you'll be hearing a lot of updates on that. And uh, that's really it. Like I said, new software system, I had to learn a lot of updates with life going on. So I didn't really have a lot of time to podcast, but no longer will that be an issue. So please enjoy the episode. And thanks for listening to my updates. Chia. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host, Kev Lowe, and today we got a new guest on. Today, we have a mutual friend of our boy, Buddy Vegas. We were just kind of talking about getting right into it, but we got Vital on the podcast. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Is your legit name Vital? It's uh, Vidal. Vidal, wow, I fucked that up. Two you seconds into the podcast. You all wow. good. Well, I appreciate you correcting me, man. I do appreciate it. Um, Vidal. Vidal, what did you were you you were born with that name? Yeah, I was born in uh Paraguay, South America. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, that's so you know that is that how you know Buddy from way back then? Well, I know Buddy since like grade school. I think I think it was middle school or okay, high school, middle school, one of the so, two. It's been a it's been a long road, but that's crazy. And for those who don't know, we're talking about Buddy Vegas. Buddy Vegas is uh the DJ for CLM Presents, the company that I work for. And um, like we were just saying, I was going to get back in our conversation. The dude's a fucking character. Everyone's got a story about Buddy Vegas <laughs> that I know. Um, And when I was on my last podcast with the Wiseman Show, I brought up Buddy Vegas and some dude just started crackling. Like, and I didn't realize like he said he's got plenty of stories about Buddy. So I want I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite Buddy Vegas story? Oh man, um, man, there's a lot to name, but one, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but one, it was just he had kind of went his way, and we all kind of went this. We all kind of, you know, after high school, we all kind of like do our own thing or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he went towards the clubs, and I didn't see him for like seven years. I was kind of on my own little little mission or whatever, but. Yeah. Then I was uh my friend over south before you know you remember Robert Shoes uh South Minneapolis on Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got burnt down. Mm-hmm. So right before it got burnt down, I had a we had a mutual friend that stayed there, and uh and I was getting some weed, and then boom, there goes Buddy Vegas. I'm like, what? Hey. He's like my he, but he said my buddy's coming through. Oh. But really, he said, Buddy's coming through. Yeah, Buddy's coming through, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, Buddy. No, didn't think to, and then boom, it's Buddy. Like, no, no his legit said. name is Buddy Vegas, bro. <laughs> now, when I asked him when I first met him, I was like, I, I was called him Buddy. I was like, whatever, it has to be a nickname or whatever. And then one day when we were in CLM, I remember we were in the car, and like we were kind of go over, like, I think we needed to use our legal name or something like that. And then, like, Buddy was like, yeah, it's Buddy Vegas. And I was like, I. I was like, are you for real? And he told me the whole story about it. Yeah, it sounds sounds super made up, but he got out of, I think he said he got out of prison (laughs) and that's when he was in Vegas and his buddy always called him buddy. And then also he said that, uh, he said that, you know, you, you you could be like the mayor of Vegas for like the, you know, how much partying he was doing. And I was like, he was like, well, fuck buddy Vegas. And he said he just rolled off the tongue that day. 
So I thought that was, have you ever heard that story? What? No, yeah, bro. So, so he changed his name. Yeah. See, that's correct. Since, since middle school, I thought his name was buddy. I think it, I think is. I think when he got here, when his parents, I think he didn't name his name buddy, but the last name was not Vegas. There's no fucking way he was born with the name Buddy Vegas. But he told me that he changed his last name, that's for sure. Hey, you know what it remind me of? Huh? You know the Joker and Batman, how he got a different backstory for everybody he tells? That's what Buddy is, yeah. That's Buddy Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. No bro. one really knows who this guy is. From my story, knows. from my character, from my persona that he's given me, that's that's who Buddy Vegas is. But that's hilarious. We we talk about Buddy because uh Buddy was a connection to get you on the podcast. And um the whole reasoning behind it was to kind of promote your company. So a little background on me, bro. I, I went to school for marketing and professional sales. So I'm about okay. to like drill you a little bit with like real, real questions when it comes to the company. So I hope so, you're ready for that. But cause like for someone telling me that they start a company, I got a lot of like mm, behind it because what I, what does that mean? I've started a company before. Right. And like uh-huh. companies have certain pillars to it. Like there are certain levels to it. And um, there are certain things you need in order to be a legitimate company. So first I wanted to ask, every company needs a name. So what's the company's name? The name of my company is Nice Beard Care Co. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, and we started within COVID. The reason that we started it, it was me and my brother started the company. The reason that we started the company was kind of two different greedy reasons, to be honest with you. Sure. One was money, obviously. Right. And then another was we was just sick of uh actually there's three reasons. We was just sick of the job thing. Like I was a bartender before COVID and I got like mercilessly laid off though. Like I got you know what up, I mean? Yeah. It is what it is, but like I was thinking, like, man, the, everybody that's a company survives stuff like this, like big companies like Amazon and Walmart. Um, and then the third reason we started it is because we seen a lot of these beard cares saying that they're all natural. And then like, you look at their ingredients and it's, it's ridiculous what they, like what they can say is all natural and it's fucking not. Right. So are you, so you just, just, uh, just to back up too. So that the beer, uh, the company in itself, you found an issue and you found a problem, which the problem was these other companies are lying saying they're all natural. And then you actually use these products like often, like do you use like beard products often? I do. And see, my brother was the one who really, he was the really the one that put me on the the beard game because mm-hmm. he, he had ordered probably every beard company that you could probably think of. So there's like 10 good ones. He ordered products from every single one. And we're just going through all the labels. Like, man, a lot of this is just shit though. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just like, lipstick on a pig pretty much right so do you have like a tangible product yet or are you still in like the developing stages yeah so my product is right here so we have uh it's called the beard box so it's everything in the beard box um that you would need to either start your beard whether if you have less than me or maintain your beard if you have more than me like you 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 need a beard box yeah (laughs) but like it's everything in this beard box oh that's sick bro you got the travel bag to Mm -hmm. put everything in you got the wood the wood um, beard brush. Oh, wow. You got the lineup tool. It's called a cheater. If you're in the barber world, you use it to like line your stuff up. You got that. It got a comb on it, but you don't use plastic. We'll go in this later in detail. You don't use plastic to comb your face ever. Don't ever do that. You got your beard oil in there with the I QR like code. Go straight to our website. Got ingredients on the back and everything. Got our beard butter. All this is natural too. All natural products. I like Maybe that. And then, of course, you got the wood, the wood beard brush. Oh, wow. That's color. nice. I like the sleeve on that, too. You like that? Yeah. yeah a lot of we'll... people just, like, put this in their pocket and they put the credit cards in it. I say, hey, whatever you want. Hey, whatever works, right? No, that's super slick. So, and I like that, that you could give it a box. So, what's the price of that box? So, right now, the price of this box is 42 bucks. That's not uh, bad at all for how much is in there. It's not, and it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's the push towards stop putting chemicals in your face, man. Like yep. if you only knew, like I just figured out this year, what's really in deodorant and it, and it's like, fuck me up a little bit. 
Yeah, dude, that's actually why, like, the, the fact, the big problem with deodorant, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but the aluminum as well in there, it stays in your body. Your body absorbs it and it stays in you, and that's actually what can cause a lot of cancers. And I know that for a fact. And not just cancer, but, like, other other issues with your glands. I know that as well. And that's why every time, like, I actually switch to Dove, which is, like, a woman's deodorant, right? But they're the only ones that I've looked at that actually, when they claim the all-natural, they actually are. And there are people in that game as well that, you know, that's actually, that was a late adopter was that aluminum in deodorant is still prevalent because it's cheaper to make it with it yeah, and yeah. making it without it. Like I always look for 0% aluminum and I look at the back to make sure it's true. Like, you know what I mean? You don't always trust that branding. Like you're saying when people say all natural, the only way to have that claim is to literally bro, have one natural ingredient in there. That's all they need to actually have. And just say, they can say all natural. That's a good point. And it's like the aluminum thing, like it causes infertility. Like if you're a woman, it can cause like birth defects to the kids. Like it, it gets deep though. Like it gets, yeah. you're not supposed to put aluminum in your body, man. It, it gets deep, especially with like what you just said with the all natural thing. Like all of our ingredients in here is all natural. There's no additives. There's no preservatives. If it's literally sat in my house too long, I throw the bottle away and we just put a new batch in here. Well, how, how long does it take for that beard oil to expire? takes a while uh, but it depends on things like if you if you were to put this in let's say like a let's say it was 100 degrees like in vegas or something every yeah. single day and it was in your cabinet i would give it maybe two months of life okay well that's 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 under extreme like circumstances too so right, you, right. they have a long shelf life which is nice because even those who use beard oil every day i again i can't grow a beer but the one thing about it is that when you do have one a lot of my family members do they only put a couple drops in. You don't cake your beard with beard oil, right? That's what beard butter is for. The whole butter is to make it softer, right? I mean, walk me through it. Like for those who don't know what the point of this pack is, well, how would you ideally use it? Yeah, right. So the, the best way to use it is, well, you want to you wanna use it when you fresh out the shower, right? Mm -hmm. So like, because your, your pores are open, the, your, your skin is clean, your hands are clean, you haven't touched much yet. You know what I mean? Unless mm -hmm. I guess your towel is super dirty, but. Anyway, mm -hmm. so you that's like the ideal time to use it. And you're going to want to use like a drop of it. You know, like I do like a whole dropper worth of it. Mm -hmm. um, and quiet is kept. The beard oil is actually for the skin underneath the beard. It's actually not even for the beard itself. Okay. It's good. It's good for the beard hair, but you actually massage the beard oil into the skin so you don't get dandruff underneath your beard. Mm. Now, like what you said is the beard butter is a layer on top of that and it absorbs and it helps lock in and absorb that moisture that from the oil. Yeah. And that's what gets your beard going good. Interesting. So it's oil first and then it's butter second. And then my suggestion is to even that out, you get a beard, you get your beard brush and then you just, you just comb it in there or you just brush it in there. Excuse me. And that's just going to evenly distribute all the oils into your beard all at the same time. So, the the biggest like problem right let's say you're looking for an investor they're gonna ask you how are you gonna hit the market that like me like i just immediately wrote it off i said i want to have a beard so that's not for me right how would you how are you gonna get that market in there like is this also good for people who want to develop beards as well it is so if you go to the website like if you were to scan this bottle or go to a lot of nice that's with two t's a lot of nice.com um there's actually before and after I look like a shaved bird, man. I look crazy. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't grow in. My brother was worse. He could not, he had patches all over. He, he looked like he had problems going on. Right. Okay. And then it's crazy. If you switch the product, you can literally like switch, like everything about it. Yeah. Everything about your beard. He went to all natural. He was like, we started doing our own thing. And if you look at the website, like you would not tell he has one patch. He has a perfect beard now. Interesting. And it's, it's absolutely crazy. So not only would you, would you want to use this? You wouldn't use the whole dropper. You would probably use, like you said, a couple drops. You would get it in the skin. Now it would start hitting those dormant hairs and start growing and um, hydrating all those dormant hairs in your stuff. And then even, even though you do not have a beard, I would still brush softly a little bit of your skin just to get it going, just to get that blood flowing in there. Sure. Um, sure. And you, you might be surprised, bro. You might grow something. Honestly, you know, so you know a lot about this, right? You just spoke to me, like you answered a lot of the questions that a lot of investors are going to be having for you, right? So uh, another question, the lab, before we get into the, like, what, what does the company mean and all that stuff, uh, the formula, like when you make a tangible product, it's tough because a lot of this stuff is patented, right? So I'd assume that you have some kind of patent pending. Pending. 
pending. Those, good. those, those things take anywhere take forever, from, bro. Yeah, yeah man, it it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it takes, it takes usually what I've heard is majority of the year for it to actually, if not a full year for it to come back. So yeah. when you're patent pending, you're still safe. You know that like it, once you got the pending, it's fine. But like for the formula, how did you guys end up making that? Usually people have to like hire people to outsource, to make formula in a lab. Like, how did you guys do it? Cost a lot of money and a lot of testing, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, but honestly, we was thinking of two different things because I like I was running around the city figuring figuring this out, like talking to beard bearded people, everything, right? Like it's smell and it's feel. Yep. How does this how does the shit smell? Like does it does it punch you in the face as soon as you open it? And does it feel good? Like what I, what I mean by that is it's not too greasy. You know what I mean? Like I, I do yep. like computer, like I don't want to put the beard oil on now wash my hands and then still have it on my hands and get all over my keyboard. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it has to be a feeling and a smell. And it's just a lot of testing. Like my brother has different hair than I do. If you look at the website, you know, he's black, I'm Spanish. So we had to get a good little mix in there of what is actually good for both kinds of hair. Um, and you'd be surprised. Like, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you some, uh, I'll give you some stuff. Like we got argan oil, avocado oil, black castor oil, olive oil, coconut oil, just to name a few in this all natural in this beard oil right now. And all that stuff is good for you. You said it's um, a lot of nice.com. A lot of. Oh, like, oh, I feel you. A lot of like A-L-O-T-T-A, nice.com. There we go. Yeah, I like the search engine optimization on that. Okay. Let me see here. Yeah, see, I like this and I like the product photos. They look great. Like, and again, for those on audio and like, you know, even on YouTube, um, go go to a lot of nice. It's A-L-O-T-T-A-N-I-C-E.com. Um, yeah, we're here to promote the company, but like I'm gonna have my critiques and I'm I'm a very direct, straightforward person. I don't know if buddy's told you about me, if anything. Please do, bro, man. I'm looking for all the criticism, man. That's how you grow. Well, I'm gonna give you feedback. That's what I call it. I'm gonna give you feedback for sure because I didn't. I'll be honest, man. A lot of people tell me they start companies, but like it, it, it it's 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 different when you actually have when you're making a tangible product. Um, you know, like I said, there's patents, there's websites, there's names, there's copyrights, there's LLCs. Like that's just the basic to get started. You actually have like a box. Like I'm, I'm very surprised. So I like how you have the forty two dollar box. Are you guys eventually going to move into selling this stuff? Like, do you sell it individually? I'm looking, and it looks like it's just a lot of like bundles. So website does need work. I can't lie to you on that part. But um, we are doing like when you say individual, you mean like sell you this right here? Like just the beard oil. Yeah. Like so re for reoccurring customers, bro, like I see there's a dual pack, but like if they have a long shelf life of let's say two months of the shelf life, right? You're not gonna get a lot of reoccurring sales. So my my like I may buy it for $26 every two months doesn't help. $12 a month per customer isn't enough, like, you know people actually buying for you to right. be sustainable for your cost. So I'm curious, like, when are you going to start pricing it out individually? I see that the butter is individual, right? Which makes sense because of people like beer butter, but your dual pack's only $2 more. Right. So, so why want, I'm curious about the pricing and how you got to those points. We we want people to order um, more products than more sing, uh, than less single products. Okay. Like we, we would rather have you get the dual pack, even if we take a cut, a haircut, than just to ship out a single thing of beard oil. So you would rather someone buy the big, small lavender bundle for $70 rather than buying one of them for 27. Yeah. Cause you know that like, that's a good value. Like if I'm looking at this from a pricing standpoint, you know, two of them for 29 is great, but 70 bucks for double that. That's also something like I'm, I'm curious about as well. Like pricing matters, bro. Like, and if, if you guys are just shooting off the shooting off the cuff, like, that's something you should guys definitely need help with because uh, I, like I said, I went to school for it and this pricing, like I'm a little confused by it. I like, I like the value, like for the customer, bro, like they're winning. That's the thing though. The customer's winning in this case for those who are listening and you got a beard right now before he switches up, like this is a good price for you. Like two of them for 28 or a starter bundle for $28, bro. Like when I go to target, and I'm looking for aftershave, my aftershave alone is $40 and it's a small, small thing that I go through every month. So I pay $40 a month. That's more than most subscriptions, right? Like even for me using Adobe creative for me to edit my video and audio, bro, is cheaper right, than that. Right. So like, and you know what I mean? So like for you guys, you guys are really, really good for the customer. I'm not going to start asking questions like how much does it cost? Cause I don't want that out there for you. But what I will say is that 
you know, you really guys do have the customer in mind, which I'm very, very like surprised which, about. We're trying to be a customer driven business, not a product driven business, right? So not not only that, we're actually going to add to the back of the beer box. So when you open, it's actually a magnet, right? When you open it, yeah. we're actually adding more stuff to the back of the box. So we're going to put two, uh, two QR codes, excuse me, one here and one there with a message and you'll be able to scan one QR code and it goes to um, a list of videos showing you how to use the product, when to use the product, a bunch of basically a bunch of value videos. And then the second QR code is going to go to a, um, a questionnaire. And if you fill that out, you get 20, I think it's 23 or 24% off your next purchase or something like that. I'm curious, how are you guys doing in sales? Uh, we're, we kind of just starting out, but we're, we're, we're not bad. We sold damn near a hundred retail already. And we, uh, we actually, the other side, so it's a two-sided business, man. So stick with me here, right? Yeah. So we got the retail side, which is what we're talking about now. And then we also provide this to barbers locally. Okay. Um, so, but they, we would put their logo here, you know what I mean? There and there and there. So they basically would white label all product in their stores. Because what I've seen is a lot of barbers hustle a lot of other people's products for like pennies. This okay. way they would actually have their own product to sell in the store, which make it look popping. So out of curiosity, so like usually with, with products like this, right? Um, they usually have two paths, e-commerce online. And then they also have the retail aspect of it. Like you're talking about that's retail, e-commerce and retail online versus in-person yep. in-person is when you'd want to be mass order, having barbers mass order your product, not yep having yep. them white label it. That's interesting to me that you're having them actually put their own logo on it and claim it as their own. Because if someone asks them about what's in the what's in the bottle and they don't know much about it, it makes that product look bad. So it's not going to sell. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what do you know? It's called product knowledge. What do you know about the product? And yep. like, so we, you guys we know about, so much about it. We, we thought about that part too. So we have four different oils that they could pick from. Um, off the top of my head, you kind of hit me off the top of my head, but we have the... Um, we have the the vanilla and bergamot. We have the lavender and tea tree. We have the orange and cedarwood, and I believe we have a sandalwood and cedarwood as well. Okay. Um, and we give them the list of each, like we present them with like a beard, basically like a beard menu. Yeah. And say, this is what what do you want to what do you want to order this month? Twenty butters, ten boxes for these. And then maybe. you just take that you just take that upfront cost and let them make their profit from it. Yeah, well, we sell it to them wholesale. Wholesale, and then, yeah, and they yeah, let yeah. Them make their profit off of it. Yeah. Okay. So we supply barbershops. We have one barbershop that we're supplying right now, and then we do the retail and e-commerce as well. I I, I call e-commerce retail because we sell for the same price. Yeah, that's fine. So so for when you guys launched, it's like when did you guys actually launch? Like what date? Uh, we didn't really technically have a launch date. That's okay. interesting. Um, I'm thinking of. Let me ask you this because you were in marketing. Mm -hmm. Since we're already kind of up and moving, would it be a bad move to have a launch now? now no, that we've got not at all. You, you, dude, you have everything to have a launch. I thought you guys already launched. Like you guys have, here's the thing. If you have a product and you have the website and you already have deals going on, like, and you already have a, a basically a five-year plan of like, this is where we eventually want to be. Um, you know, you can do really well, you know, and honestly, having a launch is not bad, but what some companies do is they go on certain websites to get, uh, fundraisers, but then, you know, that's where you start getting shareholders and you start getting people who, um, you owe money to. So that's a different scenario. But if you were to do like a debut launch, I highly recommend this. Don't be local, right? Like Minnesota, like this, this company is obviously based in Minnesota, but like, don't be just like Minneapolis. Like there's so many companies that just focus on Minneapolis. And then if something like what just happened with Floyd happens, then it fucks over every business in the area. And like, that's just the truth, right? I'm not even getting like, when it comes to like social justice and inclusion and diversity, I'm not talking about that. Like when you're a business, you got to think about the surrounding environment. And right yeah. now, if you're going to start in COVID after what happened to Floyd and all this stuff, like you got to think of when you should debut it. Right. And so if you want to keep finding, you know, your barbers to keep getting that, and then eventually when you get into a ton of barbershops, then maybe one of them can host you at post COVID. Like, Hey, we're going to be at this barbershop. If you get a cut, 
you know, you get a free butter or whatever it is, right? Like in that way, like you're not losing product. You already gave it to the, to the barber, you know, stuff like that. Uh, little fun events can make an experience for a customer and then they'll want more of it. Uh, I'm still caught up on one thing. I'm still caught up in the fact that you slap someone else's logo on it. It's okay to sell it to someone for wholesale. That's smart. And for have the shop to resell it. That's what retail is. That's what you're talking about. Retail is when you wholesale sell a tangible product and then someone resells it for their profit. My, my question is, why would you give away your brand? Like, why would you give away the whole logo and everything? Like when people buy it and they have an attachment to it, now they're going to be attached to the barber and not necessarily you. And we thought about that too. So it's a, it's a way, it's almost like a second business model built into the first. Right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing. It's a whole different business model compared so to what you're was, telling me. It would still say distributed by a nice beer care right here, but well, everything else, everything, no, it's not, it's, that's for us. You know what I mean? But it, it would be them having the opportunity because they're still going to order from my company. Right. They're still doing all their reoccurring orders through nice beer care. It all comes from us. Yeah. We're just giving them the opportunity to actually have their own product now. Because most barbers that I've gone to love the idea. And I say, you know, there's a risk-free option. We could put, we actually have a beer case. I should have put it in the shot. But it's like a rotating case where it's like nine or 10 of these. And then a bunch of other different like beard, like, you know what I mean? Some of these go in there. And they can either put that beard case in their store. Yeah. Right. And that would be them. And they get a cut off every box or every product they sell. You know what Bro, I mean? And they don't want to spend any money or they could, most of them be like, Hey, can I put my logo there? And I was, eventually I was like, yeah, why not? We'll yeah. If, they, you wanna, if you want to put your logo there, you could up the wholesale price. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you could up that price because you have to pay for their logo. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you're going to give away your brand awareness, that's what you're doing. There's so I'll teach you something quick and I'm not trying to be a jackass. Like this is just what I know in, in being in a brand, you got brand equity. Okay. Your brand equity is how much your company's worth and the way your worth happens. This is the equation. Brand equity equals brand awareness and brand associations. You're building your brand association, but you're giving away your brand awareness because the only one that's becoming aware in this scenario is the barber. The person who's using the product, when I put that beard, on, that, that that comb every day, and then my girl's like, oh, what company is that? Oh, it's the barber. They don't say, oh, it's a lot of nice. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't say that. Like, that's what I'm saying is you're giving away your brand awareness, and you never, ever, ever want to give away brand awareness or brand associations. Now, this is a model that you're going to try, but I'm saying that you can always pivot. That's the point of what you were saying. Your very first point was, why did I create the business? Because Walmart and everybody can pivot. Your next pivot might be, okay, this is cool, but if no one knows who we are, our orders are going to go down over time. It's called depreciation. So what I'd recommend is find a way, which you can, that barber is still going to want your product, right? Because he doesn't have product. So getting product wholesale from someone that he trusts, like people do business with people they trust and they like, like specifically they like, and you're likable dude. If you're friends with Buddy Vegas, you're a likable dude. Okay. And so I would highly recommend getting rid of that logo bullshit. I would keep your logo on there. Make sure that when people buy it, they know it's you. And also if you have more sense, because on the website, it, it was kind of clear, but kind of not. Dude, why don't you do a subscription base? People will do that. Say, hey, for 15 bucks a month, you know, we're going to rotate your oil and we're going to rotate your butter and then throw in a bonus gift, which would be your angler or like something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or they can just buy the box once for $42. Like, you know, do a subscription based thing. And that, that could be the debut. Like people are really big into subscription things. People may not say they like it, but they're getting used to the idea. It's being absorbed. Harry's is a really good way of putting that. Harry's, that big-ass brand, is a subscription-based thing. They also have vending machines where you can buy it one time, so you have the option to buy it one time, but if you want it over time for cheaper and you want the like exclusivity of a product, then you could do a subscription. Instead of going to the barber and doing this rotating thing, it's a really good idea, but how about we just eliminate that and make it a subscription? Now you do have to start thinking about like shipping the orders at that point, but I'm just shooting from the cuff. Like these, this is a great company. I see a lot of potential. I'm not fucking with you, bro. Like I did not expect this when you came on my podcast. I was like, oh, another dude, but dude, this is good shit. I want, I'm going to try it once. Like I'm going to buy ask, it. 
let me ask you this one time. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying about the brand equity. That makes a lot of sense. So now when the barbers, because the barbers are going to order more. See, this is how I figured. This is how I kind of came to the sense of it, right? Sure. Is who are you going to buy beard oil from faster, me or your barber? Your barber. Every time. Hey, I like that shit that you use. It smells good. Why don't you buy a box of this? He bought the box for me. I already got paid on my side by providing him with the with the with the oil with yeah. the, with the thing, right? Um, so the brand equity, the the recognition of the brand is there through the barbers, through the wholesale model, through that side of the business. That's the right arm. The left arm is e-commerce and retail. It's the yeah. spinning cases, and it's and it's going into as many barber shops or salons or whatever, and putting my cases. And on the on the e-commerce side, so what you think on that? On with me saying that though? Yeah. Know, so you're 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 things. presenting me with like a challenge, right? Like, well, the reason why I do it is because the barber has more incentive to sell it, and therefore you'll get more reoccurring sales. But at the same point, the barbers are not your biggest sale. Like from costs, if you right. do revenue minus right, costs, right. they are not your biggest sale. Your right, biggest sale is your customer. Yeah, yeah. It, right. It's your e-commerce and retail. That's your biggest customer. So your barber, if he wants your product, he can have it. But if he buys it, he's already going to have an incentive to sell it. And also, barbers don't make a whole lot of money. They make it off of tips. So for them to pair that, it's called upselling. For them to pair it with a product, regardless of whose logo's on it, is still going to make them more money. Because they've already spent, you know, let's say it's $5 per fucking oil, and they charge $20 for it. Like, Dude, they're still of, making it a forty dollar cut into an eighty dollar cut now, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. So, like, regardless if whatever logo's on it or not, is what I'm telling you, they're going to buy it. I promise. If you take their logo off of it, you know, keep it with that one barber. Okay, you've already built that relationship. You've already talked to that barber. Keep his logo on it. But that's a one time thing for future barbers. Try pitching it without giving them that option. Don't give them an option. There's no point. Like, just go and say, here's my product. Here's what it offers. Here's the wholesale. Here's what other people are selling it for. That The thing that you want to do. And what, what can we work out here? But that's not where your main focus is going to be. That's like cool if it's in person. To get right. the word spread for your brand, to have brand awareness, it's going to be through that debut. It's going to be through that thing. It's going to be through Instagram ads. It's going to be through Facebook ads. Like, if you're, you're you know, person-to-person contact is great. Like they'll trust the barber, but I see a barber, bro. I used to see a barber once every three months. And I have, if you don't see it, but bro, I had long hair down to my ass. I only go to a barber. So like, I only trust a barber, but now my girl does my hair. So I save that money. So what if you get a bunch of people saving money at home? I'm still interested in the product if I know about it, but you're relying on the barber. Good point. So that's what I'm saying. Like during COVID people had to stop going to barbers. So your barber is a cool focus. It's kind of for you. It's more of like a self-fulfillment, like, oh, I'm in a store. But fuck that. Like, you want to go to Walmart and be like, hey, like, I want you to buy this and put this on your shelves because then you want shelving space. That's the big, 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 big deals right there, bro. But to get customers onto your brand, all you need to do is spend a little bit of marketing money. And that just comes with word of mouth and for now using that barber. And like even right. buddy, like being a vendor at shows, bro. Like, have you thought about that? Like maybe you should go to a show and be a vendor. Yeah, they may not buy beer oil on the spot, so don't bring product, but bring the QR code, you know, bring a free coupon. Like if you use this coupon for 25% off at a lot of nice.com, you know, this is good shit. And then like you have buddy vouch for you or whatever, like you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. There's a lot of ideas you could go with tangible products, especially when you do it right. So, first off, kudos to you, bro, for doing it right. For real. That's good shit, bro. I could tell you, I could tell you know a little bit about marketing, man, after that one. A little bit. A little, little bit. A little I, something, something. I know a little something, something here and there, bro. No, that honestly, I'm excited for you. This company's cool. So the last thing I want to say is I see the first, second, and third reason um on on you know, I'm not looking at your about us page. I wanted to ask you, do you guys have something called a mission statement or like a slogan is what it's also referred to? Um, what is the slogan? Um, all beards aren't grown the same. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I like, I see, see and I, I like it. And that, that's the thing though. As long as it's like one sentence, that's what I was looking for. Now, if you really want to get into it, you can make core values. So 
one of your, I would, I would recommend this being an early company. Um, core values of like Apple, for example, right? Is security and privacy and inclusion and diversity and stuff like that. For you, bro, like you could be like, your first thing is organic, all natural. That's your first core value because that's what the issue is, is that you're truly all organic. The second thing, you could be like, you know, um, you got to find issues. Like, you know, the it's basically three core values that you believe in as a person. So, and I see that you kind of have that. You have three paragraphs. Like you say, for there are a few different reasons we started this company slash brand. Just call yourself a company. The Or actually, that's another thing too. You're not a company, bro. You're not, a, you're not even a brand. That's what you can call yourself to the business. When other investors ask you, what are you? We're a brand, we're, we're a lifestyle. But what to the, to the consumer, you want to be like, we're a solution. I was about to just you beat me by one second. Yeah, bro. You're a solution, bro, because you're solving a problem. Your first reason is we're sick of beard companies that use hidden ingredients. It's the first thing you told me. The second reason is we wanted to, we wanted to design our own clothing. So you haven't even talked about the clothing. See, see, now that's the thing though. We kind of mixed the website's kind of a little mix. Yeah. That's the clothing right there, but stick to the beard oil. Okay. And the third reason is we wanted to attach our brand and company to cause to, to, a, to a cause that matters. Autism awareness. So what is that about? You haven't even mentioned that. Um, well, that kind of goes with the clothing too. The clothing's kind of separate from the beard oil, but honestly, I would honestly say um, every Separate dollar that bitch. Separate. Man, we, we got to. We got. To. We try to. We try to stuff it all into one. I thing. get it because when you're first starting, you have a lot of ideas, and then yeah, like you're also yeah. trying to be cost efficient. I totally understand. Um, but for now, that I think that beard oil is your biggest literally, success. Literally, the clothing is like like a. I haven't I haven't gone to that about page enough like two months. So and it's that's good fine, that bro. And that, that's good totally that you're fine. reading this to me though. But the reason why I'm reading it is because this is what as a consumer people look for. They right, say, what right, is this right. company about? They want to attach themselves. The first thing I heard is we're sick of beard companies that use hidden ingredients and lied during their process. We are completely open and honest. So you call that transparent. We are transparent about what we put into our products and how each one affects you. Like, so you're building a solution for people who want that all organic natural product. My girlfriend, bro, if you don't know, people are really, really big in sustainability in organic products. It's It's been a fad for a while, but people really live the lifestyle now. And for me personally, I'm not going to use a product now that I'm with her, even though I didn't care before, that it's all organic and natural. Everything that I wear, I have a face routine, bro. Like I have a night cream, a day cream. I use exfoliants. I do this. Like I started really caring about my skin. So the fact that you have an oil, I haven't found an oil yet, bro. I put argon oil in my hair, but when you said, hey, we got argon oil, bro, though that in itself are marketing things. When you use argon oil, avocado oil, these are all natural ingredients. Your only core value is you should be like, all beards are grown different, all organic. Like all beards are grown different or all organic products. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then what, like you can make this a really good company. This is just the early stages. Like, don't get too stuck on this idea. You have a really good something going on. If you found a good formula and you find good customer testimonials, bro, you could be not just a couple thousand dollars richer. You could be hundreds of thousands of dollars richer. I promise you, like, I'm not blow. I'm not gassing you up. This is a good product. That clothing thing, that's going to be harder to start. I promise. So to be transparent with you right in the beginning, we did, it was a parallel. It was the clothing and then it was the, the beard oil. We only were selling clothing to re-up on the beard oil. Like oh. that that field one. And then we're like, just pack them all into the website. Then I paid for some coaching like two months ago. And it was like, exactly what you just said, separate the shit, yeah. stick to one thing. Cause it, exactly if someone goes to the website, damn, I thought I was on a beard oil website. Why are they talking about fucking clothes and shit? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like when we're having this conversation, you haven't talked about the awareness and you haven't talked about clothes at all. Right. So I was like, that's fine. But like, so what I'm trying to do actually with this is I'm, I'm switching to a, I want to start giving every, every, I think I might start this right here on this podcast just cause I have to hold myself accountable. Like after every single person that buys a beer box, I donate, I don't know, two or three bucks to an autism awareness foundation. Um, I'm gonna find a good one too. Or I might just start one. Um, that would be able to help with, you know what I mean, cognitive functions and daily 
yeah efficiencies and stuff you know well, you know just, just to this for structural purposes how people normally do that is they open up a separate bank account so then therefore you they find the percentage of sales that so what you take all sales right let's say all sales is a hundred thousand dollars and you say as a company we put 10 percent of all of our sales that's a lot but you know you don't have to be that high but i'm just saying anything helps right like in on your on your website a little means a lot so let's be real and you take 10 percent of a hundred thousand right that is a thousand or ten thousand right am i i'm, I'm bullshit ten thousand so then you take ten thousand dollars and then you give that at the end of the year to autism awareness then you make a post about it and you use i'm sorry but you use it as marketing that's what companies gotcha. do then I they say hey this year we because of you we donated ten thousand dollars to autism awareness at this fund and this is what they help do thank you so much for this year we're looking forward to seeing you next year and to build the hype we're building up a new blah 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 and your Boom. money helped fucking a thousand kids with their daily blah 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 Right, bro. Boom. New sales, new customers. And you'll have, there's two types of customers, acquisition and retainment. You're going to have a lot of retaining reoccurring customers for the, because they feel like they're making a difference. And every person in the millennial age needs a social cause to attach themselves to. That's why you're also smart. People don't realize that, but they need a social cause. So bro, like I could talk to you about this shit all day. We're going to move forward. But for real, bro, like if you need anything, like I'm more than happy for free, free, just ideas. Like I love building companies and I haven't told buddy this, but like I'm moving in October or December and I'm building my own company and I'm actually going to be a full-time entrepreneur. And bro, this shit like is in my blood. That's why I'm super kind of, excited. Cause when I see company it, you're towards just What's my own company, about? bro. Just like, I mean, it's an LLC, like a management company. And we're, that's what I'm doing the music stuff through. When I go full-time in the music industry, and people don't know this on my podcast, I guess, because I've been, obviously people don't know in the music industry, you work a part-time job most of the time. And this October slash December, I'm going to be for sure making the leap, quitting my job full-time in this shit. And like, I'm not playing and I'm moving out of the state. I'm going to go into a whole different industry, but like, I'll be flying around for shows. I'll be doing a ton of shit. So like, I'm super excited because this shit's in my blood. Like I said, I have a marketing and sales degree. I don't just like, I didn't just go to school and cheat through it. I paid the fuck attention. I've, I've helped a lot of companies locally just get ideas off the floor and like, it's up to them if they use them or not. But like what I'm speaking is from years and years of me watching a successful company grow. Like in my household, bro, um, I watched a $10,000 investment grow to 10 million in 10 years. Like I watched a company be built from nothing. And bare hands, I heard the conversations. My mentors are two guys who have started companies that have now grown millions and millions and millions of dollars in revenue, like more than me and you could ever dream of, hundreds of millions of dollars. They hit the software boom and they're teaching me how to start my own LLC. Like that's why I'm saying when I offer advice, it's from a good place. You know what I mean? I'm not just regurgitating their info, but from all my experience in the music industry, I used to do softwares as sales. I've been in sales my whole life. Like I got some kind of an idea of what's going on. That's why I'm like, well, if I make everybody else money, how come I haven't made myself money? You know what I mean? So when you, when you talk about a, like a management company, you would manage artists and book them out to shows and. So I would do marketing services, booking services and management services if need be. And I would do mainly we throw shows, um, you know, then I would go out to the events and being representative. The other, there's, th- there's three parts of it, right? So like, I'm going to be doing merchandising. I'm going to be doing, cause like, you know, I'm going to carry out sales for merchandising orders, right? I'm also going to be flying around to shows, show to show to show all over the Midwest and down South. That's why I'm moving to have a cheaper cost of living to start my company. And then the second, the third part of it is like you said, doing management stuff for artists. Sorry, my, oh shit. My audio cut out, bro. It is. That's okay. I mean, I'll just use the Zoom stuff. Sorry, people. Um, but yeah, at that exact point, I'm gonna have to use Zoom. Not a big deal. Um, let me see if I can get this shit restarted. Hold on, people. Hold on. Marketing side of that, what would you what would you do for the on the marketing side of that? What would you do for um for the artist? Would you sell so, tickets? Would you do Facebook ads? No, no, no. That that a lot of that's actually the groundwork the artist is supposed to be doing. Um, what I would be doing for the artist in particular is doing their Facebook marketing. So like basic marketing overall of all their platforms, growing their sales and their merchandising and stuff like that. This is what our boss Cato does, right? 
I'm just going to be going underneath him. I'm going to be like an extension of him and learning from what he's doing and start it myself. That's what I plan to do. Is my audio weird, by the way? No. All right, cool. It just sounds weird in my ears. Um, Yeah. So yeah. these artists would pay you, let's say, like five grand a month to basically run all their social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like not to run it, but to promote it, to market it, to to do that. They give me a budget, and I set that budget, and I do like I do I I do everything for them when it comes to setting up the ads and stuff like that. And then not just that, but if they have advice like you're giving me, like, hey, what do I do with this next product line we're about to release? Well, this is where I think you should place it. Here's the price point I think you should have it at. You know, because again, another thing about marketing when it comes to a tangible product is there's four parts to it. There's product, price, place, and promotion. Where are you going to promote it? I'll do that. Where are we going? to place it you know is it going to be e-commerce or in retail or what are we going to do what's the price of it and then what is the product in general are we releasing a headband are we releasing a t-shirt whatever it is and if you can get all that stuff figured out in alignment with everything we just got done talking about there's a formula to this shit bro like there's a formula to selling product and how to do it correctly for a long period of time what um you've been working with artists for a while so what what do artists typically, what kind of products do they typically, do they like tangible, like shirts? I know a lot of artists like shirts. Do they uh, like, it's, uh, yeah, a lot of people sell or merchandising if for is, is t-shirts. It's really big. Hats are really big in hoodies. Those are the three that sell really well. Um, People like exclusivity. So if you, let's say, create like an exclusive design for a short period of time and you bring the price up on that, people love that. Um, you know, people attach themselves to whatever they, they like, but product wise, it's mainly t-shirts because if you're not in Minnesota, you can wear a t-shirt around like 10 months out of the year. You know what I mean? You can wear it underneath things very simply a hoodie. You can't wear it underneath things. That's why prices are usually higher for hoodies because they're not as good for reoccurring customers. Um, they're comfortable and they may, may be like a nightly wear. So they may buy one once in a while, but they usually buy more t-shirts than anything else. Yeah. So my, uh, I'm actually co-founder of a marketing company as well, a consulting company over North. My my business partner owns a clothing store in North Minneapolis and they make shirts in there. So yeah, we could definitely partner on some stuff, bro. Like anybody that needs shirts made, we got the, he got all the machines in the back, everything. And that's the thing too, is like, Try not to spread yourself too thin when it comes to markets because like there are certain markets that are like really good. The reason why probably everyone's telling you for that beard market because it hasn't really been pushed too far yet. There's not a lot of beard companies out there. There's like a monopoly. There's like one or two that are just own the market. Like Harry's is the big one. They were mainly just a razor and then they turned into beard oil. Like they turned into it. You know what I mean? Like there are other products at Target that I've never even heard of that have shelf space. Like Dude, you know Target's based in Minnesota? You could reach out to Target and say, look, we're a small company, but here's what we have. And if you figure out some of those bottlenecks that I'm talking to you about, if you really narrow down your focus and make it look more official, you could just email Target and say, when can we set up a 10-minute meeting for us to give you a pitch? And then what if they it takes off and you have a small shelf in Target? Yeah, that's the, like the, that's the, like that's the goal. Like I know it's the goal, and it sounds unattainable sometimes, but... No, you know, it's dude, definitely attainable. Ain't nothing unattainable, man. <laughs> there are some things you got to figure out for sure. And like, I'm excited to see where this goes first off. So I'm excited for you, bro. Before we head out, what are, uh, what, where can people find you? And where can people find the brand? I mean, we're all over the place. We own uh, Instagram, Facebook. I do a live on Facebook pretty much fucking daily. We getting a couple thousand views a day on those lives. Um, Instagram, nice beard care on all of them. Um, Vita businessman on on Instagram. That's me. That's my personal page. I'm always on there talking some funny shit. You know, I'm entertaining. So yeah, you, know, you want to make sure that you uh, you tune into that. But no, honestly, I would go to the morning live, the live streams. I go live probably around eight o'clock every morning, and that's Central Time. If you see this on YouTube and you're not in like Minnesota or whatever, you said um, Vita businessman. How do you spell that? V and then the businessman. That's it. Yeah. All one word. But I would or go to nice beard care Instagram. You just started this, bro. What the beard care? The which one? I don't I don't think I found you. I found like some I found some uh V the businessman, just V the businessman is definitely not your name is your name Alex. And do you speak in completely Spanish? 
Nope, that's not me. That's what I'm saying. Search engine optimization is another thing, bro. Like you said, this is V the businessman. That's what exactly what I'm typing in. V the business man. Everyone do it with me that's listening and you'll know what I'm talking about. There's one person that pops up and it's not you. It's Vidal the businessman. Oh. Vidal the businessman. I didn't even know my own own shit. See, I'm, go, to, I'm, go to go to nice beer care. Go to nice yeah, beer. Go to care. nice That'll, beer care. But that should have pop up. It's Vidal underscore the businessman. God damn it. Okay, hey, so hey. I found him finally because we have a lot of mutual followers. But I'm gonna go to nice beard care. Go at nice beard care. That is legitimate. There is no underscores or anything in between there, people. Go check it out. Um, this podcast is not sponsored by them, but we can talk about that in the future. Um, honestly though, yeah, dude, like you guys just need a little bit of marketing help, and I think this could be really cool. I agree. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go. I would be excited to talk to about your to your other partner and see where you guys are thinking of going for this. This is very interesting. You also, I could get you better product photos than that too, bro. Where uh, you know a guy? I know myself. You do product photos. I have a three thousand dollar <laughs> camera and I shoot music videos for fun. Yeah, I could definitely get you better product photos, bro. What do you, what would you shoot them on? You shoot them on like a backdrop or something or like. Yeah. I mean, if you have a backdrop, all I have to do is show up and properly light the thing for proper lighting. And then I would just take the photos and then I would just take them. And, you know, I would honestly shoot different angles than what you have. I would do some with open containers, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I could see the product, like good product photos are also 90% of the battle for online stuff. So, but yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where you go. If you need anything from me, you know where to find me. Now you have my number. So. Definitely, man. I appreciate you uh, you bringing me on here. Yeah, no worries, bro. Be well. Definitely. Thank you, everybody, for all the love you've been showing to Kev's perspective. I hope you guys pick up the gems that are being dropped in these conversations. Please go subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Kev's Perspective. Again, don't forget that comma. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review on the very bottom. I'd love to hear your feedback. And for any kind of guests you want to hear on the podcast, go follow me on Instagram. It's at Kev's Perspective Podcast. Again, it's at Kev's Perspective Podcast. Thank you for listening and keep supporting. Cheers.